Welcome to the Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like went through and mapped out your entire week that you were awake of like what you're doing um, and wrote it in like one hour blocks or something like you will be very surprised at how not busy you are. You just you just become busy with like stupid stuff. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information and help you sit through all the noise. Like commitment is so underrated. Like if you want anything, if you want any anything in life, any progress whatsoever, like you just gotta commit to it. Like that's just that's the fact. We hope you enjoy this week's episode of Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness with Ryan and Tyler. What is up, everyone? Episode 109. Tyler's got the drink to match the shirt. Oh, yeah. If you're following along on the video, which again, if you're not, don't know what you're doing. But I uh, mean, Spotify and YouTube. Yeah, we're back. I haven't actually looked at the Spotify video to see what it looks like. It's, it's actually not bad. It's, it's pretty decent. I've watched a couple now on Spotify. So we're back. Appreciate everybody that tuned in last week to episode 108. Dove in on a couple questions from Elise about uh, nutrition on off days, rest days, and then also talked about some BCAAs, uh, which we can talk further about the importance of proper hydration uh, and supplementation today. But um, yeah, shout out to everybody that tuned in last week. Good episode. Uh, that's available if you haven't checked it out uh, everywhere. Apple, oh, yeah. Spotify, you can get video on Spotify now, video on YouTube, <clears throat> all the good stuff. Uh, shout out to everybody that came to our latest round of nutrition accountability group meetings. I know we had a big turnout in Katanning this past week. Got the next one on the calendar for, for everywhere. So make sure you're keeping up with those. Make sure you're taking advantage of those. Uh, nutrition is always the hardest part. Staying consistent with nutrition is always the hardest part for everybody. So, uh, make sure you take advantage of that stuff and get the help that is, uh, being provided. So we'll continue to, to grow with those and add to them and evolve them and whatever, uh, to, to make them as helpful as possible. So thanks for hopping in there. We got, uh, volleyball coming mm-hmm. up. All you got to do is bring a little donation for the food bank. That's on the 15th at six, I believe is a Wednesday night. Uh, so make sure you come out, have some fun there. Got a little train the trainers going on and containing, I think at the end of the month here. Yeah. Uh, on a Thursday, I believe. And 20, then Cheswick, uh, working yeah, think, on it as well. So yeah, I think containings is like the 23rd. Keep your eyes peeled for, uh, those fun events here in June. And then in July, Nothing official yet, but we're shooting for July 16th uh, for a big old member picnic. Big. Big old member picnic. So uh, stay tuned for more info on that. But uh, Saturday afternoon, overwhelmingly won all the polls in a landslide for when people prefer for the picnic. So that's what we're going to go with. So that's coming up next month. 
I dig it. I'm ready to grow. Fun stuff ahead. Uh, started putting some plans together yesterday for uh, a little return of the smoothie truck, maybe. Oh, let's go. Uh, later on this summer. So let's go. Hey, shout out to everybody. You know, yeah. shout out to everybody that's listening, coming to these events, engaging in this this community that we have here, uh, as opposed to you know being too cool. You know, yeah. don't yeah. be too cool to hang out. <laughs> uh but what's new dude before we get into it um i'm sunburnt as hell that's that's it that's all i got i got nothing else new um okay. i'm just so sunburnt and it's it's real bad uh, you're looking for a mic stand yeah i built one out of my zone belts <laughs> love it yeah that's about it that's all i got uh from last week is i'm, I'm just real sunburnt um but um, I'm excited because now, based off what we're talking about today, now that that's done, you know, you and I have gone back and forth already. Like it's it's all uphill now with uh, with golf and, and running. So I'm just pumped to just golf a ton. <laughs> Heard that hopefully this weekend uh, make the return. But yeah, let's let's dive in. Uh, we, we've alluded to it the last couple of weeks, but over this previous weekend, by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll have been a little over a week uh, since it went down. But, you know, went ahead and uh, completed the old Ironman Virginia Blue Ridge mm. uh, this past past weekend. So uh, second one, those that have been been around for a while, I knocked out the Ohio one last summer. So Tyler rolled down to uh, Roanoke, Virginia with me over the weekend to take that baby on. What a trip. uh, Great, great trip. What a trip. About five and a half, six hours of stick driving on the way down for me uh, in in the Jeep, which good, good experience. I I did okay. Yeah, not bad. A couple little, a couple little stalls, but they were smooth ones. Wasn't too bad. Not bad. Uh, handled handled my business on the way down. So Roanoke, great trip. Ki- <laughs> Roanoke killed you when it came to driving in the city. Yeah, that's all right. Though. <laughs> that's all right. That's Parking all right. It's, it's learning. It's learning. Uh, so Roanoke was cool. Never been there. It was uh, actually. I've I've never been there either. It was a cool, cool area. From what we saw, cool cool little area. Uh, so we woke up bright and early on Saturday morning. Cruised down there. Uh, got everything checked in. As soon as you get into the Ironman Village, man, it's a good, it's a good time. It's a good time, man. It's good energy, good setup. Everybody's friendly and supportive. Yeah, a lot of people. You know, a lot of people. Two thousand some people participated in the thing. So yeah, um, got got down there Saturday afternoon. Got checked in. Got everything. It's 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 good energy. It's good time. But then it also gets pretty real really quick. Yeah, it does. You pull up into the Iron Man Village, and you're like, "All right, that's what we're getting into." Well, I I think it gets real because you like you, there's so many steps to the check-in process. Like when you sign up for it and, and you're going, it's kind of like, "All right, I'm going to do this thing," and then you get down there, and then you got to do all the check-ins. It's like you yourself have to go check in. You then need to check your run stuff in. You then, or yeah, your run stuff, your bike stuff, any.
Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta check so much stuff in. And so like that just like makes you realize just how much is actually like going into this like event. It's just, it's wild. Yeah. The, I mean, that's probably the hardest part <laughs> or like yeah. one of the, one of the hardest parts is like remembering everything Yeah, and how much it stresses you out. If you are remembering everything, like, so it's always weird because you're, you're going into it, like stressed about the actual thing, but then it's like, you're also stressed about even getting to the starting point of each activity with everything that you need. Yeah. Um, so if anybody, well, I guess most people probably don't know, but so when you go to do a triathlon or Ironman or whatever, <clears throat> there's three, three pieces, obviously you swim first, then you bike, then you run, uh, for, there's all different distances, but for an Ironman 70.3, which is a half Ironman, you swim 1.2 miles, nope. get on your bike, you bike 56 miles, Maybe. you hop off, you run a half marathon. So 13.1 miles. Yeah. So there's transition areas. Some triathlons, uh, especially the shorter ones, or even some Ironman ones have one transition area. Mm-hmm. It's right by the swim. You go bike, you come back to that transition, you leave to run there and you come back. The one last year and the one this year had two transition areas because it wasn't just like a loop for the bike. You started biking in one spot, you finished biking in another area, and then that's where you started the run. So they give you bags. Um, there's like a, a, there's certain colors and they say on there what they're for, but like you get your bike bag. So your bike bag is then everything that you need when you get out of the swim to get onto the bike. So that's going to be like your bike shoes. You need a towel in there. If you want to dry off from being soaked from swimming, there's your helmet, there's drinks, there's socks, like whatever, like anything that you need, nutrition stuff, you have to fit in that bag. So your swim stuff, you just take with you in the morning. So like wetsuit goggles, they give you a swim cap for that. Uh, whatever. So you, you got to think of like, what's everything I'm going to need after I swim to get on a bike for four hours. Yeah. Right. So you got to think through all that, convince yourself that you're not forgetting anything like over and over again, put everything in that bike bag and you take that with you in the morning. Then you have your run bag, which you drop off the day before and you don't go back to on race day in this situation where there's two transitions or whatever. So your run bag is everything that you need after you bike before you get around a half marathon. So hat, sunglasses, shoes, um, nutrition, yeah, whatever else, you know, sunscreen, have, like what yeah. a so, change of socks, like, yeah. So anything and everything that you could possibly want, um, you know, body glide if you need to butter up, you know, if you need to <laughs> probably butter, helpful, if you need to butter up for the chafe, but some deodorant um, and whatnot. Maybe. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I would have, uh, cause I was pretty gross after, but yeah. what are you, you going to do? But anyway, so do. day before you have to, well, first there's leaving for the trip. You have <laughs> to remember that you have everything and yeah. convince yourself that you do and be confident that you do, or else it'll stress you out and not be one of the people in the Facebook group trying to buy it last minute in this town or city that yeah the so there's, is located. there's the anxiety of like packing <clears throat> everything to leave to go there 
Then there's the anxiety of putting everything in the right bag so that you have it at the right time in the race, which is also very stressful. And then once you kind of do all that, it's like, that's it, you know, like it's checked in and you're, you're not going back to it. Yeah. So. You can't do anything. Luckily this year, I will say doing it a second time was way less stressful because of that and knowing like what you put in each bag and where you put the bags and all that. So I was, I just packed all my stuff to go on the trip that way. So it was simpler instead of like last year I was in my hotel room with everything laid out and all these bags and like trying to think of what's what and what I need when and whatever. So a little less stress knowing what i was getting into this year a little bit more but yeah uh, yeah we we rolled in there saturday did the check-ins they got the iron man store which is really cool yeah it's always sick it's just a bunch of shit i'm not gonna buy because it's (laughs) extremely expensive first of all yeah a lot of cool stuff cool flags cool mugs 20 dollar mugs let me uh, just go ahead and buy a wetsuit <laughs> yeah wetsuits bike shorts bike shirts shoes swim stuff tri suits shirts nice big hats. Wall of ha- yeah big wall of hats so much so much stuff but definitely very expensive so i just got my i just got my hat that you know, i got one last year in ohio it's it's a running hat but it's got more structure than a normal running hat big fan of that hat so yeah i was glad they had the the virginia blue ridge version so yeah grab that half listen to the athlete meeting because <laughs> second time around i know what i'm doing you know so yeah totally uh got all that done went and checked in the old hotel the old best western plus mm. Uh, that's just how we do it. Uh, did a little shakeout run. We did a little, little mile run there because it really, really wasn't anywhere to run. No, there wasn't. Got some food. Shakers. Yeah, we were, we were ready to go. So by, by, by Saturday night, once you've checked everything in, it's kind of just like, Hey, let's, let's do it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, let's just kind of, kind of tired of sitting around waiting, to be honest with you. So. But uh, all right, well, let's let's kind of dive in though, because I think a good we talked briefly about it before, okay, way back when we did like the endurance stuff, the the marathon and things like that. But like, what was your like nutrition prep like going into this race? Because like something that is sustaining multiple hours on end, and we talked about this in a little bit in the last episode, you know, when we talked about nutrition and so forth like that uh, for your off days and, and rest days and whatnot, and how it compares to your work days. What's it like when you're eating to prepare for something as like grueling and taxing as an eight hour endurance race? When you're like the couple of days before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, leading up. So it's really hard for me. Um, it's not hard for me in terms of eating because I love to eat. It's hard in terms of what you eat, though. Um, you know, you, you want to obviously carb up and get a lot of fuel in the system, but then eight hours of endurance exercise where you're trying to fuel as well is pretty brutal on your stomach. So you also have to be a little careful the day before with like what you're eating, because the last thing you want to do is have, you know, stomach issues when you're doing eight hours of exercising. So trying to like manage getting enough in without being like over like, you don't want to you don't want to go into it like feeling bloated and sluggish and crappy you know so it's it's kind of a balance that i've i guess gotten a little bit better at but just trying to consume easy easy to digest carbs 
Um, there's also like the juggling of the day before where it's like, you're kind of nervous. So you're not super like don't have a big appetite, but you're like, yeah. I got, I know I got to get some stuff in. So, um, it's, it's interesting. It's hard. I mean, I, I started usually three days before. So, you know, I started Wednesday night with a little extra carbs and then Thursday definitely hit a lot of rice. Um, just cause that's always something that I've easily digested and got a lot of that in, but yeah, Saturday, like, you know, we went to, we went to those shakers there and mm. so much stuff was looking good on the menu, but I was like, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Just so couldn't couldn't make it pretty, happen. Got a pretty boring, basic uh, meal there that had some carbs with some rice and a baked potato and just some kind of easy chicken, nothing, nothing crazy on the stomach. So it's, it's hard to get enough <laughs> into fuel um, without being too much that you're bloated also maybe being, you know, a little nervous to where you don't feel like eating also balancing, you know, that you're not eating anything crazy. That's going to, uh, you know, throw your stomach off or something is interesting. It's not something I'm great at, you know, not like perfect process for me, but I think I'm getting better at, cause you don't want to like, you don't just want to eat like an asshole, you know, like, Oh yeah. Just start shoveling all this crazy stuff that has, a lot of fat or even a lot of protein in it. Cause it's just gonna, you, you want quick, easy digesting carbs to top off your glycogen, your energy stores. So that's difficult to not just, Oh, I'm just gonna eat a bunch of ice cream and cookies and like, just start grabbing all this stuff. Yeah. You know, trying to keep it decent and, and easily digested and balancing the fat intake as well. Because if you do just stop, I'm just gonna eat pizza and like burgers and fries and all this stuff, then you know, your fat, the amount of fat gets up there and that's not what you want in that situation. So yeah, definitely tough going in. So then we ate Saturday night. Yeah. Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Oh, we did hit Tropical Smoothie Cafe. We did do that. Got a nice little dessert smoothie in there. Uh, But then we we went back to the hotel and you made a a nice concoction uh, for sleep. to go through and try to try to get you to sleep because uh we had a very early sunday morning wake up time uh which we've talked about before with like why events are so freaking early in the morning um and on sundays but they are uh so you were up at 3 30 i was up around 3 45 um i think by the time i woke up you had already had coffee going uh trying to get the coffee in so you could go to the bathroom started started making your 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 morning meal of the the bagel and peanut butter and honey and and things along those lines and kind of just hitting those final touches uh nutritionally before going through and then we uh we we went and and we left and I took you to the drop off uh and then after that I got nothing until I saw you at the bike transition so yeah. what was uh what was like shuttle to the cove to swim start to transition to bike like take us through kind of what it was because most people knew that you were doing this stuff i was crushing the uh the sports journalism Dude, the reporting the reporting was top <laughs> in the, notch in the members group i mean i had a i had a video up at 4 45 i had a video up at like like eight something i was crushing it um but like I didn't actually know what was going on because I wasn't there with you. So what was the swim like? What was getting into the swim? Like what was kind of like the vibe uh, at the swim start, you know, from when your shuttle arrived up until then, 
all that kind of stuff. And also, did anybody complain about the early shuttle times? Uh, I don't think I don't think anybody complained. I think the people that got the early times were the ones that wanted them. So this one was definitely a little what psychos they are. Yeah, this one was definitely a little interesting from like a morning routine nutrition standpoint because where they had the swim was like a reservoir that you're not like there's no boats in there usually not really allowed to go on it but they got like a permit to do so and because of that this thing's like way tucked back in there on like a very narrow one one way in one way out type of road um, so nobody was allowed to like get dropped off there or drive there or anything so they had a bunch of shuttles you got to sign to shuttle time so because of that, there was a huge gap from like when we had to leave the hotel to like when the actual thing was starting, which complicates like the nutrition a little bit because the first piece of it is obviously the swim, um, which is the shortest part of everything time-wise, but it's yeah. still, you know, a good chunk of time. And the swim is the only part where you obviously can't consume any nutrition, you're not just going to like bust out a gel in the lake or something or like just drink take, electrolytes or pop something. That, pop that banana out of the wetsuit. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, you don't get any nutrition on the swim. And then now you factor in a couple hours basically between leaving the hotel to getting to the shuttle area, getting on the shuttle, the shuttle driving to the cove, getting out of the shuttle, walking down to find where your bike is and like set up your stuff for after the swim and the race start and all that so had to kind of plan accordingly with the nutrition which you know like you mentioned i hit the bagel and and peanut butter and honey in in the room with the coffee at like 3 45 4 o'clock at the latest but then i didn't get in the water till seven at least you know yeah. so i did take you know luckily i decided to take the big shaker of electrolytes plus carb powder um, so I was just kind of sipping on that, but yeah, we got, got on the shuttle. It was a decent ride. Um, once we got there, they like held all the shuttles at the top until everybody, like the ones that were already down there came back up because uh, yeah, yeah. it was literally like a one lane road. So that was boring as hell. Um, especially that early in the morning, it's like, get me off this bus or whatever. But once we got to the swim, like this cove was like so cool. Like it was in the coolest area. Like I said, the, yeah, the picture you posted looked sweet literally it was just like carved out of like the mountains basically like anywhere you looked was just trees and mountains surrounding this like little cove so it was really cool especially at that time of morning like barely that, that, any that light morning, out that morning then, yeah. glow coming up yeah then as the sun was rising so it was just really really this whole race was much more scenic uh than than the ohio one which was really cool um makes makes the struggling a little more enjoyable i guess but swim was in a really cool area it's weird because you're kind of trying to time like getting yourself hyped up without getting too hyped up too her too early before you're you know your turn to go so when you get there you go to your station you know you get get prepped for the swim huge lines for all the porta johns um but yeah you, you get the wetsuit on you get ready to go and then they line you up uh, according and they call you down according to like your estimated swim time so they'll do it in like different chunks of time and you you line up where you think you're going to be done so i'm not the fastest swimmer in the world so quite a few groups got in the water prior to me so a lot of time to kill um but it's like weird like once you get lined up you're just kind of doing this like death march to the start line yes. you know like 
everybody's just like in a corral just moving down yeah and then eventually they so they send you out three people at a time every five seconds for the swim so they have like a little metronome type thing that yeah beeps like four times and then the fifth beep is like louder higher higher pitched so you're just walking down this like launch to <laughs> getting closer and closer to your turn and just trying to get your mind right and everything and uh, it was interesting because all the other ones, like the triathlon and the Ironman that we did, you just like walked in the yeah, water. Yeah, walked in the water. Um, which I don't even really remember the swim in Ohio now. I really think about it, but anyway, so this one was like on a like a metal like boat launch dock kind of thing. Mm. So you walked up to the end and you had to like sit down on the edge of it, and then when the timer beeped, you like scooted yourself off like feet first into the water. Uh, so that was a little weird because being taller, my triathlon strategy is typically to walk as far as I possibly can <laughs> with my feet still touching the bottom and my head still above the water because get, it's just less time I have to swim. Get a fifth of the way through the swim without actually doing it. Especially Moraine, man. I got pretty damn far you did. before I had to start swimming. But yeah. anyway, so that was taken away because as soon as we dropped in, I couldn't touch the bottom. So I just had to like go under pop up and then start swimming um but it was whatever i mean the swim was fine my my goal with the swim every time is for it to just go smoothly yeah uh, and by smoothly i mean not taking any breaks they, they have hundreds of kayaks around the outside that if you like need to take a break or something you can grab onto and then you can start back swimming or whatever so my goal has always been to not do that and uh, just swim non-stop for the distance. However, I think we've talked about it before. People just swim all over the place, but this yes. one actually wasn't too bad. I got, I got, I did kick somebody square <laughs> in the face. I, I don't know where, I don't know where they came from, but square in the face. But anyway, this Perfect. one, I, I got, I got some open space pretty early on. Um, I think I went a little too far out to the side. So I ended up swimming probably decently further than I was needed to, but whatever. Um, so swim went fine. I was, I was slow, but didn't have to take any breaks, didn't have to stop or whatever. So, uh, got through that fine. When you swim for that long and then stand up, you feel very weird. Yeah. Uh, so got through some of that, the transition from swimming to biking sucks. Like you gotta get the wetsuit off, which is a huge pain. Nobody's helping you with that. So you're just like trying to pull it off your feet. Then you're wet and you're trying to get changed in the socks and choose to go bike or whatever. So yeah. That's did all that. Stuff. And then, uh, the, this bike transition is really weird. So the, they're always set up. There's like a mount line at both ends of the bike. So there's a, like the inflatable tunnel thing that like you run through and that switches your timing chip to like the next phase of the race or whatever. But then there's always a line on the ground where if you're getting into the bike, you have to go past that line and then hop on the bike and then you start biking. And this one, for whatever reason, was like 200 yards up the hill. <laughs> like normally it's like you get through that inflatable tunnel, maybe 10 feet later, the line yeah. is there and then you hop on and go. This one you had to walk or run or whatever. I was walking obviously, but you had to like walk, run your bike up this hill, like 200 yards. And then you got on your bike, Nope. which if anybody doesn't know you, a lot of people use like these clip in shoes for this type of biking and they have like cleats that stick out of the bottom. Not like, not like spikes. Like it's like this 
Yeah, like a block. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, like a block that sticks, sticks out. out. So you're walking like an idiot. You're walking so slow because the way you have to walk in these shoes, they have a hard bottom to them. So you had to walk up this hill, which was hard. And then you immediately started by biking up hills. <laughs> so I started very slow on the bike and I was like, oh, man. Because heading into this, I think we talked about on here, wasn't as into it as I was last year. Nah. I hadn't trained as hard or as long or as much as I did last year. So I was a little down early on in the bike. I was like, man, like my swim was a little slow, which I really I didn't care about. But then like my speed was really slow the first five miles on the bike. And I was yeah. like, man, it's going to be a long day. But then caught a couple downhills or whatever, and that was fun. Um, so my speed started picking up. But then all that was talked about with this race by everybody going into it was this climb that they refer to as the claw. I don't know why I signed up for this race, to be honest with you. Generally, I avoid anything with hills. But when I looked at the elevation map for this hill, it was for this ride, this race, the bike basically had one big climb. So I was like, all right, one climb, like, yeah, not that bad. Really, it had like a million little climbs, but anyway. So I'm like, all right, it's it's one big climb, so it's not that terrible. Uh, but it was. So everybody was hyping this climb up. So basically, from mile 24 ish to like mile 30 something was just up a mountain, <laughs> <laughs> like literally up a mountain. So no no break in the climb where it got flat for a couple feet or anything like. Literally just up a mountain with the road just switching back and forth, all straight uphill. Mm-mm. Brutal. Nope. Brutal. So um, I, along with many other people, yes. had periods of climbing or of walking. Because uh, literally, like with clip-in shoes, if you go too slow, you just fall over. <laughs> like You can't put your feet down unless you get them unclipped fast enough. So like... Yeah. literally like was about to roll backwards that's how dead my legs were how steep this thing was so ton of people walking um so i would walk for a while because my quads were so shot hop back on kind of get a second wind bike up more of the hill quads were about to die got off walked so i did that back and forth a couple times um so i mean i was all right with it, it kind of is what it is finally got to the top and it was like all worth it like once you got to the top of this, they closed down like this Blue Ridge Parkway, which is basically a parkway on top of the freaking mountain. Yeah, it's uh, part of the close. National National Park Service, so they yeah, had to go. So they they, they got that closed down. That um, so once you got to the top, it was like insane. Like you you were just biking on top of a mountain, and to the left and right was like insanely cool views. Um, so now I was pretty happy with myself, um, keeping a good perspective um keeping a good mindset which i think is something that's probably changed for me over the last four to six months or whatever i think i would have tended to be more negative about my performance and the overall experience in the past but um once once we got to the top checking out those views was awesome uh some of the parts on the bike that we caught some downhill and Mm -hmm. was pumping 38 miles an hour or whatever it was fun and scary uh, a lot of hope in the bolts were all tight on the bike. Uh, yeah. so we didn't go down. So once, once kind of, I mean, there were still some other climbs sprinkled in there at that point, but obviously nothing as extreme as that. So 
the downhill allowed me to pick up some speed and yeah i don't even remember what my overall speed ended up being but it wasn't wasn't great because of those slow climbs or whatever but bike finally came down back into like all you're doing on that bike since we checked in at the bike finish line is where the ironman village was mm -hmm. you know what the surroundings are like yeah all you're doing on the end of that bike is just looking for stuff you recognize and looking like, for the city you're like oh man we're almost there like i, I remember this bridge or this road or this building yeah. and like it just never comes like it feels <laughs> like it never comes so Anyway, last couple of miles, because of how brutal the bike was, last couple of miles on the bike, I felt my, started with my right quad, but then it was both like on the verge of wanting to cramp, uh, which anybody who's like caught a cramp before it actually happens knows what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, it's bubbling. It's, it's, oh, ready, yeah. it's ready to go. So you I can, knew, you can sense it. I knew I was trying to pound the salt or whatever, but I mean, knew at that point the run was going to get interesting because uh, that usually doesn't happen to me like i don't my quads don't ever bother me biking um so came down you know we we had talked the day before because of where my transition spot was that it was going to be a very long walk which is helpful in this situation because you kind of get your legs back under you anybody who's ever done more than like a three mile bike ride and then tried to run after <laughs> like feel if you've never done that try, try it, it. it feels <laughs> very weird like you're like a baby deer, like trying to like yeah, support so, your own weight. So fun. Very weird feeling if you've never done it. So we were talking about how I was in a good spot because I had such yeah. a long walk once I got off my bike to where I was racking my bike and getting my running stuff that, um, you know, I'd be able to maybe get my legs back under me. So really took my time there. That's when I saw you, uh, yeah. first, first time there. Um, so I got to, got to give you the scoop on the bike. Uh, took <laughs> I was time. hearing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad other people were saying it too. Um, so let me let me ask you this: whenever other, whenever you were hearing these people that were way ahead of me coming in saying how brutal the bike was, did we have did we have any hope that I was getting through that? What what, what were we what were we thinking about when we were hearing these other people complain about it? I mean, based off what we were talking about before, like obviously you went and did a a, a hill bike over at North Park the other week. And Which uh, was nothing compared to this, you know, you're like, I got 1400 feet of elevation, the climb here is 4000 feet. It's like, that's a big difference, you know. Um, so I, I did start getting that sense of like, oh, shit. like when he gets in here, he's gonna be, he's gonna be kind of dead, like he's gonna be beat, like it's just gonna be like that run's gonna be a bit of a, a rough time, sort of thing. And that was the most part that I had. Uh, the only other thing that started creeping in my head was that, um, you had no form of contacting me in case you did just like crash and burn. <laughs> and I was just going to be standing there till six o'clock that night. And then some random person was just going to come up to me and go, Oh yeah, by the way, he's across the street in the hospital. Yeah. Very local, very, local very local to the hospital, way. which is good stuff. Uh, but that's, that was really it. I mean, I, I definitely had a feeling you were going to get through. It was just a matter of when um, was the biggest thing. And then just trying to time out appropriately um, you know, to, to try to do what I could, uh, in that instance, such as, uh, get fresh water and, um, things along those lines. So, but yeah, it was, it was real interesting to say the least. Yeah. So finally, and, and I feel like as brutal as the bike was, it took me about an hour longer than the flat bike yeah. in Ohio. The year I, uh, let me throw in real fast though. Okay. Like when, when you were asked about like all the people in front of you, like, everyone 
complained about the bike. Like everybody, every single person. I was standing right by your transition area uh, and like, which was right by where everyone had to exit to go run. So every single person that came in before you had was running past me and every single one of them was like, that bike murdered me. I will never do that bike again. I'm never signing up for this one ever again. Like the people just kept going on and on and on about that stuff. And it was wild. Yeah. I mean, so they don't have that many Ironman events. Like there's not any in Pennsylvania. Like, so people come from all over the country, all over the world to do these things. Yeah. Some so dude from Alaska. Yeah, you get people coming from like Florida or Texas or the Midwest or something where like there's no, no hills. hills to be found, and then they hop into this and like if you've never if you've never tried to climb up a long hill, go ahead and do that. See yeah, how that feels. Uh, but anyway, I I will say, like I said, the bike took me about an hour longer than the bike in Ohio, which was completely flat. So yeah, that was flat. totally different environment. So the hour was kind of like whatever. I will say, I think I did all right when I did come into the transition area of not being uh, overly negative or dramatic. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I feel like I just came in and was like, all right, that kind of sucked. Uh, but yeah, you, you had a good, good spirits, good know? mindset to it, though. You're just like, man, that was brutal. Yeah. And then you were spirits. just like, the views were like worth it. Like, you know, like you definitely had like still a good, good mindset, you know, post, uh, you know, torture. Yeah, so it was cool. It was cool to see you there. That obviously um, is helpful in those long events. You know, it gives you a little, gives you a little energy, a little reprieve. So, I uh, got off the bike, took my time getting the legs back because of the quad cramps. I tried to really take my time to see if I could figure it out. But um, the bike, like I said earlier, with this this whole race, just way more scenic uh, than the Ohio one, which made it definitely more enjoyable. Um, then got into the run. It was still hot. You know, obviously yeah. you, you took took a beating with the sun there, but uh, it wasn't as hot as the Ohio one, but it was no, definitely still no, hot. Not at all. Um, got out there and basically did a half marathon of of alternating between running and walking. Um, Just pulled that 50-miler tactic back out. Yeah, I mean, I was I, – I my run was better than the Ohio one, um, I think by like 10, 12 minutes or something. But, yeah, yeah I mean, basically I would just run – um, as long as I could until both my legs were about to fully seize up. And then <laughs> I would try to walk and stretch it out a little bit for a while, but I, I, I did much better in the past. Uh, whenever I've tried to like run walk, I always get very lazy and my, my walks start to drag out and get like way too long. And then it takes me forever, but I kept myself on a decent pace. I think, uh, when I was running, you know, my speed was fine. It wasn't like I was just shuffling along or anything. So did what I could with the, with the quad cramp situation. But after, after climbing up that hill, there wasn't going to be a lot, yeah. a lot left. So the way the run was set up was actually really cool. Um, we, we talked about the Ohio one was you went out basically like a half mile and then there was like two, six mile, it was a six mile loop that you did twice. And then you came back in and that's like kind of depressing Yeah, uh, when you have to do the same thing twice. This one, you you came out, you went to the left, like three and a half ish miles, turned around and came back. But on the way back, it was a lot of the same stuff, but there were also, you did go a different way a couple of times. So it wasn't like exactly yeah. tracing it back. And then you just continued straight, did the same thing going out the other way, came back and then finished it. So you, 
it kind of broke it down into like four legs, like four yeah, segments. Yeah, yeah. There was the going out one way, coming back one way, going out the other way, coming back the other way. So that helped, I think, kind of break it down. All the aid stations were cool. Um, Got that DJ at the one. Yeah, I had DJ going, had shaved ice going. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot uh, about that. The spot. But yeah, you, you, you get into all kinds. Of, there was this one <laughs> stretch that had these big like cement. There was like a cement barrier in between both sides of this trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had these huge like flower pot things or like big rectangles. So I had a really solid strategy of run two, walk one with those flower beds. Oh, there you go. So you, you just start breaking it down. Like I'm going to run to that sign. I'm going to run to that yeah. bench. I'm going to run to that tree. I'll tell you what I did think about doing just to, just to psych out the other competitors. Part of the run, uh, the trail was a fitness trail. <laughs> I thought about the, banging out some push-ups at the push-up station while we were running <laughs> just to psych everybody out but i didn't do it because i probably wouldn't have got back up yeah uh, but anyway it was cool cool trail um run was cool there's nothing this is honestly probably why i keep doing these things there is nothing like that half a mile from the finish line feeling yeah nothing like it like when you know like i, I my time wasn't great but i i knew for the most part, I was going to be comfortably like I was going to yeah, finish. not have to worry about cutoffs or anything. So like once you get to that last half mile, especially like you, you came across this bridge with like a 10th of a mile, like back into where the finish line was. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm running that last like yeah, two tenths or whatever it might be. When you when you start getting close to where, you know, it's it's done. Like it's great feeling, man. Great. Oh, yeah great uh energy boost so uh iron man does it big with the with the production it's a it's a huge finish line you got a big, is. big like carpet runway coming up yeah. to the giant structure they got the announcer they got people cowbells and all this stuff so yeah it's a big deal they, they make a big production out well, of it, which is cool so and they they live streamed all of this one they did which i don't think they did for ohio no, this uh, that was pretty cool. And so they like live streaming a bunch, but I know some people in Katanning got in on the live stream finish and watched it come across and so forth like that. So like like they, they went big before it. It was yeah, it, it was sweet. big, big, big production. It was cool. It was great to be done. Um, obviously get the get the medal, get the finisher hat. Sorry to the lady that I couldn't get my timing chip off. Um, <laughs> I tried because I think like. There's a lot of people like I picked up somebody's garbage once because they literally threw a cup down on the ground four feet from the garbage can. Yeah, come on. Like there's a lot of people out there that like think all these volunteers are there to like serve them. And it's weird. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when you cross the finish line, there's literally a lady whose job all day is to take the timing chip off of everybody's disgusting, sweaty, dirty, gross legs. So like mine was I had like higher socks on. And mine was like underneath my sock. So I was like, I'm not making this lady freaking get into my, pull my sweaty pull my sock down sock and, and take this thing off. So I like told her like, no, like I'll do it. And I'm like, I can't let you do that. That's gross. So pull my sock down. I couldn't find where the Velcro started. <laughs> and I couldn't be bent over that long because both my legs were just going to crumble. So I just was defeated and she ended up having to do it anyway. But uh, <laughs> Sorry to that lady, but yeah, you get your hat, you get your medal. See, I like, I like, I don't, I don't know if that's how it is at all the other races, but um, getting that, getting that medal right when you cross. It, oh yeah, it yeah. Put it on. Get you the finisher hat. Yeah. Uh, right into the food tent. 
right into the food tent, which is where I took the picture of you talking about hydration, which yeah, I think is, which is, is a great, great spot for us to kind of like tie. Yeah. I want to wrap the, the that, rest, wrap rest that of the episode up. here. And, uh, somebody in Cheswick actually talked to me about that on Monday. Cause they saw the photo and they're like, wait, so all of that was like salt. And I was like, yes, she thought I puked. She thought that was puke. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Tyler, I had Tyler take this picture. I didn't even, I didn't even look at my, I don't know if that started. I don't know when that started. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember like seeing it stopped yeah. and it all like crystallized. Yeah. Something. I don't remember I don't seeing know. it when he came in from the bike. So, so, uh, when I crossed the finish line, we went into the food tent, you wear like a tri suit. Mine's like a dark gray, black, whatever. Yeah. Um, so when we got in there, I noticed while I was eating or whatever, like my whole shoulder, like around my like chest and stomach, like down by my um, bib, just caked with salt, like white, like visible, like just yeah. salt buildup. Like anytime you do long runs, I mean, me and you've always talked about this. That's why we take the wipes every time yeah. we go. Like when you do long runs or long bikes or whatever, anything endurance skin, based for a long period of time. Yeah, like your skin feels very salty. Like your skin almost feels like freaking sandpaper when you're done. Yeah. But to be able to like visualize it and see it is like I think pretty important for people and like kind of powerful. So I am gonna post that picture up again and make like an actual post in the members groups about it. But it just kind of like illustrated the importance of electrolytes. Like you, it, th those are becoming more and more of like a buzz thing, and like everybody's talking about them and drinking them and you know, whatever. And we always talk about that, like with our BCAAs, having them in there and the importance of it. But I, I don't think people like necessarily see that unless you go to the extreme, like with yeah. some of this stuff. So it was just really cool after the fact to like, see that like it's gross, but like <laughs> to see all of this salt build up from sweating, because even whenever you do sweat, I don't think people really put it together that like there's salt in there. <laughs> No, you know, like I think people just think it's like water, yeah. you know, and it's obviously you can, if you've ever like tasted sweat, you know, it's salty, but like to actually see it and like, holy crap, like this is why it's so important to consume salt and electrolytes because you're losing all this, like yeah. it was built up on my tri suit and that's just what was on the tri suit. Like who knows what was on, you know, dripping off of me. Yeah. Your skin, my arms, my elsewhere, skin, my face, all that kind my of stuff. hair, my hat, you know, all of this stuff. So. <laughs> To be able to see how much salt was lost during that just really drives home the fact of like how important it is to performance, like to replace that. So if you're yeah. losing all of that salt that was built up, and we talked about this a little bit last week with the BCAA stuff, I think, but like if you're losing all of that salt and all you're putting back into your body is just plain water, that's not gonna, that's not going to be good it's, for you in the yeah. long run. You're you're going to dilute your sodium levels even further. Um, and it's, and it's not going to go great for you. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting to see and, and I'm well, gonna yeah, that up and explain that, but, and I'll make sure to throw the picture into, into the video here as well. Um, when I go to the, edit all this together, but like the other thing that I want to kind of throw out with that is that was, you lost all that salt, despite how much like salt you were actually consuming because like you were consuming salt tabs your uh, carb drinks, your electrolyte drinks, your sodium-based, you know, drinks that have excess sodium in them as well. 
and then just straight up salt taps. And like, you just like, you could have literally pinched your shoulder and like grabbed salt. Yeah. Plus and, all and salt on those Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, you know, like, so it's wild. Like that sort of thing. But I think it, it does drive home like purposes that I think could be looked at for people now, especially as we're getting into summer, you know, a lot of these people are going to start doing all day based events and working outside all day long and, and doing all these different things. And like, it's important on those days, like, yes, drink some water, but you should also probably consume some form of like sports hydration drink, uh, that has excess, you know, sodium in there to replenish the body and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the BCAs, you know, from top trainer with the electrolytes and so forth, like anything along those lines, like water is great and you should consume it. But like, if you're going to do these types of things where you're outside daily, if you're doing these long events, if you're going to go hiking, if you're going to go on a long bike ride, you're going to go for a long run, like you got to consume sodium. Yeah. And it's like, it's so important to like, that's, that's so important to muscle contraction, like to have that salt. So this, that's, this that's is where your cramps come from. And that's, that's probably why I had so much on me is because I consumed way more in this event than I had yeah. in any event. And a lot of that is because on that 50 miler, I really realized how much I like those salt tabs mm-hmm. because bef- before I was trying to drink the electrolytes and then there's a balance of like how much you can drink before it's like sloshing around in like yeah. your stomach and it's just uncomfortable, but you still need to get the salt in. So you got to keep drinking. So I started just doing these chewable salt tabs. So because of the difficulty of the bike and because of how hard my quads were having to work on that bike, and especially once they started to cramp, like I was crushing salt and like more salt than I've ever had. Um, and, and it was definitely needed because, you know, with the amount that I lost, but um, then we had a pretty miserable ride home, but, you know, whatever. What a, <laughs> we what got a, home. What a, what a time. We made it happen, but uh, great, great event. It was scenic. It was very difficult, very, very difficult event. Um, really no way to prepare for that mountain of a climb, but great event. Obviously appreciate everybody that, um, you know, either wish me luck heading in or that jumped on Tyler's Tyler's post to uh, show a little love or encourage or, or congratulate or whatever. Definitely appreciate that. So um, it's a good time. Glad it, glad it's over. Uh, like you said, at the top, uh, we got the hundred miler coming October 8th. So the rest of the summer's just doing some long runs and, and hitting the golf course. So, oh yeah. Um, uh, fun, fun times ahead. Uh, I did have something I wanted to shout out that I forgot to at the beginning. Um, but now I'm completely forgetting what that was. So yeah, doesn't matter. Then. But, oh, I know what it was. 75 no. medium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so, how convenient. A yeah. um, little follow-up. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, if you're watching on the video, Tyler right now is showcasing the official 75 medium summer challenge tracking sheet. Uh, I know we had a couple people take us up on that after – was that last episode? Uh, this is two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, uh, we answered the question about the 75 hard challenge. Um, and on the fly created our own 75 medium challenge, which is much more geared towards, you know, some sustainable good habits versus, you know, potentially some, some habits that are going to cause you to then 
uh, fall off the deep end on the back end of that thing. So yeah, uh, the 75 medium challenge is official. We'll get a little separate post up uh, in the members groups to let everybody to let the let the peasants that don't listen to the podcast know <laughs> about the 75 medium challenge. So oh, maybe you can even just post up the tracker and we can do a little video or something explaining it. But yeah. Yeah. Make sure you grab a tracker. If you want to get in on that, uh, Tyler, if you want to rattle off the, uh, items that uh, are, are, are included in the challenge that you got to do on a daily basis. Or yeah. Basis. So for the challenge guide, uh, we're looking at four to five workouts a week. All right. We do not have a specification on the workout, so it can be a mixture of like going to the gym and getting a strength training workout, going outside, going for a nice long walk, a bike ride. Ideally though, you guys know our standpoint here. You, you, at least three of these should be strength training at the, yeah. at the very least, Th- at least three, um, one to two intentional recovery sessions a week. We are working on nutrition at 98% solid, good nutrition with 10% leniency. All right. Uh, drink more water on a consistent basis. All right. Uh, we've obviously talked hydration before, uh, but in this case, for most people just drink more, that's it. All right. Uh, go to bed 30 minutes earlier, detach from all electronics for at least 30 minutes a day. Uh, and I did put in parentheses on the sheet that driving doesn't count because I know somebody will tell me that. Yeah. Um, listen to our podcast. Have to. Uh, and do something fun. There we go. So what are we, what are we checking? So if you do a workout, follow your nutrition, drink more water, go to sleep, detached, you, you put an X on a day if that happens. Yeah, I think All so. Right. So there's, there's 80 squares on, um, on the sheet. And obviously what we're looking for is just 75 of them to be checked. Yeah. So it's not necessarily going to be 75 straight calendar days. No. Um, but if you get a workout in, you get 90% nutrition for that day. You drink more water that day. You get to sleep early that day. You disconnect that day. Go ahead and check that baby. Yeah. And we can, we can probably put times and yeah, we can probably put like a a date range to it, like a start date and then kind of like a hypothetical end date. Um, that gives it plenty of time for, you know, yeah, people, I mean, we go three months, that's 90 yeah. days. You got to get 75. Shit, out of dude, 90, if you're doing, if you get solid. 75 out of 90, that's, that's actually yeah. really good. <laughs> like that's, that's really good. So, yeah. So let us know if you want uh, one of those, I think we haven't printed out at all three or if not, they will be. Yeah, they will be. Um, so let, let somebody know if you want a challenge tracker, we'll put out more info. We'll put a video together in the members groups about that. Uh, and we'll keep on keeping on here. So, uh, appreciate you tuning in. Um, I don't know. I think maybe what I do is pretty boring, but I don't know. Every time we do one of these, people seem to dig it. So yeah, just a little uh, bit of a recap episode. Yeah, sharing sharing the journey. You know, sharing the journey that we're all we're all on. I'm trying to learn how to drive stick. <laughs> I'm trying to do I'm trying to do an iron man. That's what I'm working on right now. So uh, now it's run time, man. So get your running shoes ready. Uh, Pulling you in on this. Yeah, uh, gonna get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We will see everybody next week for episode 110 coming next week. That's it. And if anybody like wants just, to, uh, if anybody wants to, you know, be also a pacer for Ryan at a ultra marathon. Yeah. Let me know. Anybody wants to run a few miles at three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> we'll be, we'll be good. On a so. Sunday morning. Yeah. October 8th. You can't have any pacers until I think mile 50 or 53 or something like that, which, which won't be till like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. It starts at seven in the morning. 
uh, that 50 took me like 13 hours, no, no training. So ideally 50 would take me less than that. Maybe, right, so maybe like 12, <laughs> so maybe so like 7 PM. Yeah, 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 yeah. So most of the pacing time is going to be through the night, middle um, of the night. So if anybody's crazy enough to want to come to Akron and headlamps on, throw a headlamp on and run in the middle of the night to, to keep me alive. I, uh, appreciate that but plenty hey yeah. plenty of time we got 17 plenty weeks. of time the the training plan starts this weekend um plenty of time i got 20 miles in so but we got we got another 30 miles basically to, to get up for grabs up for grabs um you know at a very very slow pace at that point so don't be worried about being <laughs> able to keep up with any type of a pace even at my healthiest i'm not moving too quickly but at that point we're talking 14 minute miles at best um, you might be able to speed walk that thing yeah so cool appreciate everybody tuning in hopefully i don't know hopefully this was all right uh if not we'll be back to regular type <laughs> episodes next week and for one time go back last you know four or five episodes have been all answering answering questions so a lot of good info out there the last couple of weeks a lot of cool events coming up let us know if you want in on the 75 medium we'll see you next week see you